the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. First Century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Okay, I'm a little bit freaked out. Today, in about 26 minutes, I'm going to be speaking with Nicole Erkin, talking about earnings, position portfolios, tied towards retirement. Who is Nicole Erkin? Um, first and foremost, she grew up in Princeton. Second thing that you need to know is that she's the researcher for the street.com. So she's the researcher for that crazy guy on CNBC that we all know and we all kind of look at and go, whoa, he's crazy smart. He's hella inside information. So going to be speaking with Nicole Erkin, tied towards Jim Kramer. From the street.com a little later in the show. And again, I'm a little freaked out because um, she's one of those things that's like she's a, a financial ninja. She's great looking. Whoa, easy on the eyes. She's hella smart and insightful. Whoa, like, can I keep up? Hashtag uh, overachiever. <laughs> I'm so not going to do that. I'm so not going to do that. Um, 800. 516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a lot to talk about. We're in earnings season, and yet none of the earnings out are really dominating the market. There's no one story. Caterpillar? Weaker than expected? That's interesting. That's fair. I'm seeing stories that an NFL team is so desperate that they're calling Brett Favre. How's that for career longevity, Right. He's been retired for a few years, and the St. Louis Rams, St. Louis Rams, yeah, okay. Um, I always get Arizona Cardinals, like, I, you have to stop and say, who are these teams, right? Weren't they once the LA Rams? Okay, so the St. Louis Rams are calling Brett Favre, Brett Favre, and saying, hey, can you play quarterback for us? Crazy, right? But that comes back to you and me. What is he, 44 years old? He's 44 years old. And his career is basically over. Now he's a high school coach. Now he's whatever he is. He's a commentator. But his big day to shine was when he was in his 20s and 30s. So the Rams lose their quarterback, and they call Tim Tebow. Now they call Brett Favre, a guy who's retired for three years. Yeah, and he, he was absolutely... Um, and maybe the Rams have that angle with Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Honor um, that they want to see someone revived from the dead, revive. So Brett Favre says, "I've had enough. 
I had enough a long time ago. So why do I bring that up? Because you are similar to Brett Fire. You have a career, whether you're a, a homemaker or you're working in a major corporation or working your own business, you tend to work 20 to 60. Some people stop at 40. You need to earn enough income to last you from 60 to 100. Now, you may be part of the BART union, and you get a pension from 60 to 100. You may not be part of a pension, you know, scenario. Twitter has overtaken Facebook as the social media network that is the most important to teens. Twitter is the new king of teens, with 26% aiming it as their most important social site. Only 23% say Facebook was, down from a high of 42%. That is strangely intriguing to me. Instagram is up as well. Um, The maneuvering suggests that Facebook was right to acquire Instagram, but it also tells you that, like, Long live the king, not so much. Keep in mind the, the, the tale of Facebook, and I own shares of Facebook. The tale of Apple, and I own shares of Apple, is that Apple basically killed off was it digital equipment that became Dell, that became, or was it, who was it exactly? Sony that they killed? And then you can go into Facebook and say, I remember back in the AOL days. Like, I remember AOL. Do you remember AOL? You've got mail. Yay! You'd log on to AOL, and you'd be like, look, I could instant message my friends. And, like, you'd log on, and you'd, like, you'd text. You'd log on to someone else, and you'd text your girlfriend, and you'd be like, hey, sexy, to see if she responds or not, and she doesn't. And then you're like, I love you so much. Or she responds, and you're like, I'm out of this relationship. So, Facebook's being displaced. We're seeing it. Just so you know. Southwest Airlines, profit up on higher fares, cheaper fuel. Average fares are rising. The fuel bill, the fuel bill, the fuel bill, shrinking. Profit soaring. Don't you love it when when we use phrases like profit soaring? It's soaring to new heights. It's an airplane stock, right? They're geared up for the holiday travel season, and they're saying it's going well so far. It's all very, very, very important. I'm not so sure why, but it all is. Visa, they're raising their quarterly dividend by 21%. I love Visa. I love it, 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 I love it. As far as the stock goes, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, Symantec, they reported a fiscal second quarter profit of 50 cents per share. There's so much confusion and, and noise in the antivirus software world corporate protection of apps if I had to go an angle with antivirus I'm going corporate because corporations can't afford to lose data corporations can't afford to have you like put in uh, an app on your fantasy football on your phone plug it into your computer and lose something I'm going more Palo Alto networks but I don't even own that directly. When I say directly, I own a lot of stocks indirectly. I own a lot of horrible stocks indirectly because I own the S&P 500, right? You do too. 
Cheesecake Factory. Oh, ye of the great proportion. Hashtag overfed. Hashtag stuffed. Cheesecake Factory earned 52 cents per share for the third quarter. Making basically analysts pretty happy. Slightly above expectations. Same store sales up eight tenths of one percent. They're increasing their market share. You know, I've been to, to Cheesecake Factory, and there's typically a wait. I want to say Thursday through Sunday night. I, I've never been on a Wednesday. I don't go out. I'm a vampiric uh, human mean Monday through Thursday. But Cheesecake Factory, busy, busy, busy. Hashtag uh, wait. Very in medical. They're short of expectations. Um, medical device maker, playing the whole Obamacare, healthcare reform, reimbursement levels. Big event coming up in Walnut Creek. Will you show up this Saturday? Can do a Money 101, all things financial, from 9 to noon at the Marriott in Walnut Creek. Going to do a wealth preservation retirement planning from 1 to 4. So, two events, one location, Walnut Creek. Marriott. A lot of information at robblack.com, robblack.com. It is a charitable fundraiser, so it's either $5 to get in if you sign up at robblack.com, or if you pledge that you're going to donate a cell phone, I will let you in as well, but you have to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. It would help if you tell me what type of fund it is. So raising funds for local education you can sign up at robblack.com or drop me an email, rob at robblack.com at the Walnut Creek Marriott this weekend. I'm looking for your old, broken, and or old cell phone. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Hopefully, I see you out this weekend. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Still big delays now beginning at... Stocks are higher, S&P 500 and uh, and that's going to be just a complete 0.15%. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's. God, I love Ben and Jerry's. Um, cookie dough? Are you kidding me? Cookie dough ice cream is not the best thing on the planet, but... Ben and Jerry's released an Anchorman-themed ice cream flavor. Guess the name. Seriously, if you can guess this, I'll give you Uno Doleros. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Ben and Jerry's latest ice cream flavor pays tribute to the best film of all time. Anchorman. The big sequel's coming, and you've seen them in the Dodge Durango car commercials. Insulting horses. People do know you, Ron. And now you have... important. You are so important that you now have your own flavor of ice cream. Butterscotch squirrel? Squirrel. No, no. Butterscotch swirl. And it's appropriately named Scotchy Scotch Scotch. That's all I got. Yeah, there's nothing else going on today. 
So the S&P 500 is up three. It's Dodge. Durango is a commercial out there that we're paying more attention to. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 67, and the NASDAQ up 12. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com, or at NewFocusFinancial.com. He's with New Focus Financial. We've got seminars coming up, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. You can learn more about them at robblack.com. So let's talk retirement products. These are topics that might come up at the seminar coming up. What retirement products, and that's a funny way of looking at it. The financial business is all about products. Yeah, well, one of the newest ones that I'll start with that one first because people aren't hearing about it too much is longevity insurance. Longevity insurance. So longevity insurance is an insurance policy that you can buy that if you live past you typically 85, it'll kick in and pay a, a pretty decent benefit. And the payoffs are fairly decent in terms of a if you would invest in yeah. something different than have a lump sum at that age. Um, and then it pays you as long as you live. There's also products out there, Rob, that you when, can when now... Do you, when do you buy that? You, you buy it at retirement ages, like when you retire, okay. 65 plus typically. So you pay um, it for 20 years, and then you hope that you hope that you're still alive. And then if you live and you're healthy at 85, you could live another 15, 20, 25 years. This is the two sisters now that have lived to like 120. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're making two that up. oldest living siblings ever. Yeah. Um, so in their situation, they would have been very well paid off on a, on some sort of product. I've never met anybody that's bought it yet, nor have I recommended it. Okay. But there's um, some there's a lot of variable annuities out there that say no matter what you invest in, whatever you invest, they'll pay you five to six percent for the rest of your life. It's not a principal guarantee. Yeah. It's an income for life guarantee, and it's good to have about twenty to thirty percent of your retirement needs coming from guaranteed lifetime income, whether it's Social Security, pension, or you do it your own. If you do it your own and you use one of these variable annuities that offer that lifetime income guarantee, make sure it's no load, very low fees, really good investment choices. Because a lot of the way that those charges for for commission-based brokers is that it eats into your principal so much, what you end up leaving your spouse or your heirs is very, very small. Okay, so it benefits you while you're alive, but what if you die? The money's going to go to your spouse or your heirs, so it costs you too much. But there's also products out there now being sold on balanced portfolios where you can buy Insurance, so you can set up a balanced portfolio and buy insurance for like one, one and a half percent a year of extra fees. That says this balanced portfolio will provide me income for the rest of my life. So that's kind of the latest trending product out there in retirement. Are these products going to stick around? Because that's one thing that I worry about with insurance products. Like um, a lot of businesses are getting out of the annuity business because they didn't think people were going to live that long and they didn't plan for it successfully. And they're getting out of. The reverse mortgage business, right. banks, another bank just left recently. Um, another company is drastically changing. One of the There's really only four or five really good, decent long-term care providers out there, long-term care insurance right. providers. And one is uh, getting rid of the spousal 40% discount. It's usually a lot cheaper for spouses to buy. That's going away. Lifetime benefits are going away. Premiums are increasing. Um, those, those types of things are becoming more expensive as people live a lot longer. So it's really becoming more and more important to make sure you don't retire too early and build up a nest egg that's more than you think you're going to need. It's kind of a crazy concept. Um, you know, in, under age 60, you think of let's keep our insurance practical. You know, let's you know, not pay the insurance guy too much. But you're telling me that you could buy longevity insurance and you could basically place a bet on whether you're going to live past 85 and start dwindling your assets down. It's crazy, the products that's out there. Yeah, I mean, if you kind of think about it in general, if you've got, you know, let's say 30% of your portfolio, you buy that type of insurance on. Right. Or you're paying an extra 1%, 1.5% in, in annual fees just to have that peace of mind in the background. And a lot of times I'll run into two people and, you know, married couple, one's more aggressive, one's very conservative. And the conservative person, a lot of times it's that 
lifetime guarantees and making sure that they're protected if one of them goes into a nursing home, it's really important for them to be able to do those things before they retire. So you got to, you know, there's some give and take in, in spouses when they retire and setting up portfolio and buying, uh, you know, types of retirement products that are out there. Another one that I think that'll start to pick up traction. Um, uh, now it's a little tough with yield so low in bonds because they're kind of price based on treasuries, but there's things called structured note CDs where right. you can buy CDs that are three to 10 years long. And instead of having an annual interest rate, your, your, your return isn't calculated until the end of maturity. And it's based on the movement of different indexes like the S&P 500 um, or some international indexes where you'll get, as long as you keep the CD for three to 10 years, depending on the length you buy, it's FDIC insured. And you'll get, say, 45% of the upside of those indexes, but no downside risk. So if CDs are paying, you know, less than half a percent, you could get 40% of an upside of an index over that period of time. A lot of people will start looking at those as well. You've got to be careful on fees on all these products, whether it's structured notes, variable annuities, uh, fixed annuities, bonds, reverse mortgages, longevity insurance. None of these things are free. Right. That's why you work with a person that is certified financial planner, but they have to be able to say they're a fiduciary and they, they're fee-based. They're not commission-based. Come meet Chad Burton at a Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event soon. Find out more about that at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about, whether it be investing or the economy, whether it be earnings season, which, excuse me, I absolutely love. Oh, good gosh. You can tell it's winter because I'm going through this. This, this motion with my, my voice, or maybe I'm just getting older, or maybe I just got a lot of phlegm built up. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. I'm going to be talking to Nicole Erkin shortly about earning season. She is the researcher behind Jim Cramer's Mad Money. She's the researcher behind Jim Cramer's TheStreet.com. A little intimidated. Talking earnings with her. We're going to talk Boeing. We're going to talk Caterpillar. We're going to talk tech. We're going to talk it all. So don't be shy about that. Don't forget this weekend I'm doing two events to raise money for charity. Money 101, if you want to learn about investing, you can sign up at robblack.com. It's 5 bucks. Or if you want to donate an old cell phone, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, and I will get you an entry code for free. It's all about raising money this time of year, right? In the afternoon, doing a... Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning, same thing, $5 and or donate an old cell phone. You probably have five of them in your drawer. Bring them all. On sale in over 110 varieties. All laminate flooring is 20% off. Plus, get... Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I am super excited to bring on Nicole Herkin, Senior Stock Analyst at The Street. She has a direct relationship with Jim Cramer. Nicole, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm freaked out. Um, Every now and then I get a guest on the show that I, I look at your bio, I look at your Wikipedia page. And you're all that in a bucket of chicken. You're 
all about <laughs> research, which I dig. That's It's super cool. Research is a very cool thing to be all about. So I'm very flattered. Thank you. <laughs> you and I get paid to be smart, and that's wonderful. And uh, anyhow and anyway, tell us a little bit about your bio, your background. Give us a little in- information before we get into it. Sure. Uh, well, I started out working in investment banking at Goldman Sachs as an analyst and working in the industrial sector, focusing on autos in particular. And I joined over with Jim Cramer because I had missed the whole journalism aspect that uh, I, I was really involved in college, writing in particular, um, researching, reading, absorbing information. So I really wanted to combine that finance thing with a bit of journalism. So I was lucky enough to join Jim Cramer about four and a half years ago and have been working with him on Mad Money and at thestreet.com since then. So it's been a bull market ever since I joined, so that's a good thing. Uh, Very exciting time period to be part of a stock-picking show and always learning, always absorbing information. So it's been a very interesting journey. I think it's fantastic, and from a white, puffy guy perspective it's always good to see a smart person female gender in the business so congratulations and uh super excited to get to know you um let's talk earnings season um show off your big brain here what are we seeing well today happens to be the busiest day of earnings season so it's been quite overwhelming going through the slew of reports but really what we're seeing is a lot of positivity we've seen a lot of names that have sold off after their quarters, but we haven't really seen any earnings report that has indicated that we're going into a recession. You know, with the market up as much as it is in a still fragile economy, largely helped by Fed action, we really want to be getting reads from these individual names on how the economy is doing, what what they're seeing in terms of demand. And, you know, yesterday we had the disaster of the day, Caterpillar, but Other than them, we haven't really seen too many companies complaining about overall weakness in the economy. We're seeing very strong strong trends. Boeing was a highlight, for example, yesterday. And, you know, the aerospace cycle, Ford today, the auto cycle, these cyclical trends are very important for the continuing recovery in the U.S. So that's something that we're really keyed in on, Um, certainly positive on the industrials and the cyclical names going into the end of 2013 because – the market keeps surging higher because of these continuing reads that we're getting. So that's that's the the main highlight, I guess, thus far. What's interesting to note about what you just said is that we're talking to a big Bay Area audience. I did the show live from San Francisco. Yeah. Palo Alto Networks yesterday on Jim Cramer's Mad Money. Yeah. That's that's sexy, and yet you're talking about Ford, and that's not sexy, and yet that's yeah. the driver of our economy. It's it's autos, it's housing. It's big old boring industries that have been around forever. Um, And you're seeing positive things come out out of boring, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think that's really been actually a theme on Mad Money over these last four years is that you don't need to speculate and be, quote, unquote, risky to make money. A lot of these core companies like DuPont, which has transformed itself from a more commodity-type company into a real science specialty company, or Ford, you know, which has completely restructured over this period, are names that have made investors huge amounts of money. I mean, certainly you bring up – 
tech, and that in contrast to auto, Tesla, of course, is the big example, the popular stock of today that is a tech auto stock um, and seems to rise on any bit of news and isn't valued on traditional metrics in any way. So certainly there still is that animal spirits aspect of the market where people are excited about the next best thing. Um, but we've really seen quite a rise in traditional stocks that are really benefiting from a cyclical recovery. You know, our auto sales were completely, were extremely depressed at the height of the recession, and we're still coming back from that along with international growth. So I think that's important. You know, the momentum names like a Tesla or like a Netflix, which of course has seen some mixed action in recent days, um, certainly are interesting aspects of the market and big drivers and really great to play with if you are a younger investor um, and want to catch some upside. But balancing that with some of these core names that are benefiting, again, from cyclical recovery and improving operating metrics, great ways to make money in a slow and steady fashion. Let's talk a little Tesla because you brought it up. Um, yeah. Have you seen a Tesla on the road? Um, I have only okay. once, and Jim Cramer was test driving it. <laughs> um, I live in California, San Francisco. I see them everywhere. They're really? incredibly, they're incredibly sexy. I'm not a car guy. I yeah. hate cars. Like I, I think a BMW is a waste of money. But yeah. Tesla's all that in a bucket of chicken. Um, yeah. What's what's the the Wall Street angle on Tesla? Because I can tell you the Main Street angle is I want one. Yeah. But I'm not sure it hits the main market as much so in New York as it does in San Francisco. Yeah. Well, Tesla is what is known as a cult stock. Um, okay. You don't want to get in the way of them. So people are just excited about it, and every incremental piece of news that comes out that is in any way positive will drive the stock up. The valuation is absolutely ridiculous. You really can't value it on any traditional metric, um, even if you try to think of it as a tech company versus an auto company. So I think the Wall Street perspective is I don't know. I mean, be, okay. just because the analysts covering the stocks are looking at it, trying to look at it from a metric standpoint, and they can't. So I think I think with Tesla and also with Solar City, which is another Elon Musk name, sure. you, you really don't want to bet against him. At these levels, it's really tough to come in, but it's certainly a, a sexy name. It's a sexy stock, and it's made anyone who's been willing to take the bet a lot of money. I tend to yeah. – go ahead. You're going to say something? Oh, no. I was just going to say, you know, a, a colleague of mine, um, Herb Greenberg, who is also sure. – he's at thestreet.com and CNBC, wrote an interesting piece about the golden age of momentum in that, you know, this is a period of time where investors are very excited about these momentum names like Tesla and, and Netflix. And um, I think I think that's interesting. We are seeing these names outperform, and we got you know we know that the market likes growth. We've seen that with the very hot IPO market, and you know you being out in California, obviously when you think of new hot IPOs in particular, you think of the tech sector. But we've seen real outperformance from growth names in consumer, from a Noodles, which is a restaurant name, or Sprouts, which health health Whole Foods look-alike. Um, so the market likes growth. The market likes momentum. And we're seeing that from IPOs. We're seeing this in consumer names. We're seeing this in biotech, which has been a real area of strength. Um, and we're seeing it in this 
these new areas of tech, even though we've we've had some issues with some of the old tech names recently. So I think it's an exciting time, uh, cyclical recovery from a lot of the standard names and then a lot of new ones that people are chasing uh, or trying to get in on before they continue to go up too high. Yeah, there's nothing sexy about Kimberly Clark, and yet it makes you a lot of money in this type of market. I'm speaking with Nicole Erkin, Senior Stock Analyst at TheStreet.com. Nicole, we've got about two minutes left. I tend to let the guests say whatever they want in the final minute or two. What's on your mind? Um, I guess we could talk about just kind of earnings season being a time to sit back and wait and listen to earnings um, to try to process, to think about how you want to position yourself for the rest of the year and always having some diversification if you are going to bet on a particular name. Do you remember your first conference call, earnings call that you ever sat in on? Um, I ask that I ask that question because I find this time of year magical. You know, we have yeah. the Super Bowl every three quarters or every three months, four times a year. I love earnings calls. Yeah, you know, I actually would say Starwood Hotels, which reported today, so I can mention that one. I love that conference call. Okay. Fritz Van Passion talks a lot about world trend, global trends, and it's it's a good one to sit down on. So. Thanks very much for joining us. Yeah. It's Nicole yeah. Erkin, Senior Stock Analyst at TheStreet.com. I can't say enough positives about people who are paid to do research, people who are paid to see earnings season for what it is, whether it's Boeing or Honeywell, Caterpillar, TheStreet.com does a wonderful job of reporting about the world economy. Um, TheStreet.com is closely tied to the deal.com, so that's Nicole Erkin. Um, she works with Jim Cramer. I mean... I'm not going to put words and I'm not going to, you know, totally assume, but she puts a lot of thoughts in his mind. I don't know if you can hear the two directly correlated, but it's a wonderful time to to, to pay attention to Wall Street earnings season. So you can find more about Nicole Erkin at thestreet.com. Look her up. Um, she had a bio that freaked me out in a good way. Like, I'm the guy that works in financial media. I'm the financial analyst guy for years and years. And when I see someone who is all that in a bucket of chicken, I'm going to point it out to you. Nicole Erkin, U-R-K-E-N, Senior Stock Analyst at Street.com. Um, I dig research. I dig insight. I dig, you know, you know, going under your grass to find the grub, per se. And that's what earnings season's all about. You can find out more about her at TheStreet.com. I'm Rob Black. I'm going to be doing a fundraiser a phone fundraiser this weekend. Bring your old phone, grab it from your desk or your office. It's broken, it's glass shattered, fine. Doesn't work, doesn't power up, fine. I'll wipe it for you and I'll donate it to charity for you. I'll recycle it into the economy for you. You can find out more about the event in Walnut Creek, two events this weekend. At Walnut Creek at the Marriott. You'll find out more at robblack.com. If you want to come and donate a phone, drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Something I said in that interview that got lost 
is worth saying again. I was talking to Nicole Erkin from TheStreet.com. I'm so thrilled to see anything other than a white puffy guy talk money. When you turn on CNBC, it's a lot of white puffy guys. So I hope and I, I, I wish that more people of color, of different gender, get out there and talk money. Because I can't do it all. I speak for Generation X. Tim Kramer's baby boomer. And, you know, I don't think he relates with the millennials, per se. I think they look at him and go, what? Like, some of them totally get it. But at the same time, millennials are different than Generation Xers, which are different than baby boomers. You have to look at, like, a house to a baby boomer is, hey, I did well. And now I have this big asset. What am I going to do with it in retirement? Should I live here or should I move on? A house to a Generation Xer is, I'm living here now. I've done okay. I'm in a good school district. But what does my future look like? And should I pay it off or not? A house to a millennial looks like an apartment. Millennials are underemployed. They've got a big, big, big problem. So know that we're all different. And when I see a senior stock analyst, I'm turned on by it. When she's a woman who can talk the talk, I think the industry needs more women. And again, did I just objectify her by saying turned on? Probably. But you're not even getting the point. We need more people to engage in the financial system. We need a lot more diversity in the financial system. We need to talk about the financial system. You know, whether it's setting a budget and not being condescending about it when you're doing it, whether it's the journalism of financial information, uh, she she dropped two bombs there. She works with Jim Cramer. He's kind of like the, the head of the church of what's working now. He's the headline guru, kind of like, yeah, I love this, I love this, I love this. And like he finds the stories that we want to hear about, whether it be Chipotle or Under Armour. She's feeding those to him. But she also mentioned Herb Greenberg, who got a start many, 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 many years ago in San Francisco at a cha- TV station called Channel 4 Cron, which is where I work. And... In no way, shape, or form am I looking to be a stepping stone into something bigger. I'm done. But we're all very, very different. We're seeing seniors hit more poverty. Seniors now, to me, are baby boomers. And again, that's embarrassing because I've got some brothers who are older than me who are considered baby boomers. I'm considered Generation X. My family had babies basically way too often, my mom and dad, that we hit two generations. Me and my sister are Xers. My sister may even hit a millennial angle. Basic outlines of poverty in America are sadly familiar. 46.5 million Americans are poor. They're not doing financial talking. They're not planning at an early age. I don't care if you're making minimum wage right now. You need to save for retirement. Because retirement's going to be less than minimum wage to you. People 65 and older, they're vulnerable very vulnerable, of running out of money in retirement. Extreme poverty is not something that's attractive. Women outlive men, so I think poverty in your old age is more of a woman's issue than a man's issue. 
when there's two of you pulling in a Social Security check, that's better than one on a lot of levels because you're able to save some money to living as one. Poverty hitting women is a disgrace to our country because we are a country that takes care of women and children first. Look at how we fight our wars. I want to empower everyone on a financial angle. So, again, tip of the hat to Nicole Erkin. I know I've gone on way too long on this. You could do her a favor by following her at Twitter, at Nicole Erkin, U-R-K-E-N. You are Ken. <laughs> That's probably the easier way of saying it, right? So, changing topics and trying to get focused again. And again, any financially smart woman, I'm going to endorse you and I will employ you. Like, if you want to come into radio and television... Just have something. Just have something. Five reasons Santa could be cruel to children this holiday season. And I bring that story up of Santa being mean to children. Wouldn't you just love Santa would slap children (laughs) this year instead of bringing them toys? Like, that would be refreshing, right? But Hasbro and Mattel, they've got to look at the iPad and go, what the hell can I do to compete with that? That's frustrating, right? Kids today love the iPad. So Christmas is not going to be in great shape this year because the consumer is not in great shape. Christmas this year has a bit of the millennials. They're waiting to get married. They're waiting to have children. So we're starting to get fewer 8-year-olds, fewer 7-year-olds, fewer 5-year-olds, fewer 4-year-olds. The glorious days of your childhood Christmas years. We have a late Thanksgiving this year, which is good if you're the Green Bay Packers, because you've got a lineup that's injury-plagued. It's horrible if you're a retailer, because we need a long... We want Christmas in the first Thursday of the month, not the last Thursday of the month. We want... Ba-ba-ba-bang. We want as much as we can get from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Of It's a world of laughter. It's a world. We want Christmas, Christmas, Christmas droning on nonstop. We want Frosty the Snowman playing two or three times, if you're a retailer. And I think retailers are being a little conservative. They look at the job market. They look at the government shutdown. And there's, there's a lot of issue there that's a little eh. Big event coming up this weekend in Walnut Creek. Retail drives... The economy. The economy drives the stock market. That's why I brought that up, that whole segment about Santa Claus. Money 101, this Saturday from 9 to noon. Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 1 to 4. It's a charitable event. $5 to get in and or donate your old cell phone. Donate your old cell phone. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, and I'll get you a pass to get in for free. Rates, policy forms, and availability vary by Sierra. What you will get is a solid week of valuable exposure of... The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers before making any investment or financial planning decision. Your money, your source for breaking family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. You may hate me. 
It's all good. I talk money. I talk investing. I talk just odd concepts on getting you to retirement. My goal is to inspire you, whether it be getting more women and people of color into the financial services industry, or it could be Jeremy Piven's paycheck, you know, being tied towards an entourage movie and saying, you know, do you really care about it or not? But, you know, as a character actor, that's all he's got. Jeremy Piven is, you know, Ari, and he is Entourage. I mean, he became the the dominant character of that show. The mystery of holding up a movie, to me, is a lesson to teach you and I about, like, you only work from age 20 to 60. Now, Brett Favre is being courted by the St. Louis Rams to come back and play football. He's 44 years old, so maybe you do work from 20 to 60 in football and 20 to 60 in acting. You're an actress, you probably work from 20 to 30, and then you're too old. Or you go from being the girlfriend or the hot, sexy cop to being the mom. Anyway, will they give him back-end compensation or not? Will the Entourage movie move forward or not? Um... That also brings up the question, like, all the boys from Entourage, whether it be Ari or the main characters, you know, any deal that gives all them an opportunity to share equally in the upside, I think everyone would say, great, on one hand. But if you're the producers, you're like, look, the world's not exactly clamoring for this movie. We're going to give you a big payday, take it or leave it. And that's where we all meet in the middle. Keep in mind, HBO is owned by Warner Brothers. HBO developed Entourage. They took a chance on it. They spent some money on it. They marketed it. They, you know, featured it. They as a company are entitled as well, right? Back in 2007, Kim Cattrall dragged her feet in signing on for the first Sex and the City movie. It worked out on both sides. She got a plusher payday. Warner Brothers and HBO got a movie that went on to earn more than $415 million. Now, again, you look at Sex and the City and you're like, how did that movie make $415? Right? I know. So, um, it's all interesting. People need to determine what value is, whether it be a stock or whether it be an actor or a TV show. It's really, really important that you figure this all out before you get involved in making decisions that will hurt you or help you. Carl Icahn's in the news. Again, I love my job because I get to talk like Carl Icahn. I know you're saying Carl Icahn. I get to talk hog productivity. Hog productivity? Are you kidding me? Like, that's the best thing ever. Okay, U.S. hog productivity is at a 17-year high. It's been a good run. (laughs) But we've reached our hog productivity highs. The era of dramatic productivity growth in hog production from 1992 to 2009 will likely remain unmatched. Absent significant technological innovation. So somehow, some way, some shape, some form, we've kept hog prices low 
even though we've had higher feeding costs to hogs, it's been big for agriculture in America. Exports increased enormously. Higher concentrations of manure meant greater amounts of nitrates, phosphorus, and potassium. It flows in the ground. It flows in the water. The hog productivity is the end of the small farm. It led way to the bigger farm. What happens next? Probably volatile commodity prices, hog bellies. You know, again, higher volatility means the smaller farmer gets screwed. Do you not love my job as much as I love my job? I get to talk about hog bellies, pork bellies. Pimco's Bill Gross doesn't like icons, Carl Icahn's strategy to get more value for shareholders from an Apple share buyback. It's interesting. When billionaires feud, so Bill Gross, who, I don't know, I find him odd. I find his boss, Elarion, really odd. I find the lisp, I find, I, I find everything just weird. Like, I find it weird that they buy advertising on CNBC and then they become on it. CNBC as experts, I find it all weird. So, Bill Gross from Pemco tweeted, Icon should leave Apple alone and spend more time like Bill Gates. If Icon's so smart, use it to help people, not yourself. That's a, a shot fired. Like, that is a shot fired. Like, sweet! People hate each other. And they're willing to say it out loud. Now, I find Bill Gross not so gross. He's a great Bond voice. At my age, I don't really need a great Bond voice. So Bill Gross sometimes gets, you know, pushed out. At my age, I'm more worried about, you know, poker and Vegas and accumulating wealth. There was a legendary, epic issue last night. Jim Chanos, he's a a short seller. David Einhorn, even-tempered kind of guy. Um, John Rogers from Aerial Investments. Investments, Mario Gabelli from Gabelli Asset Management. Bill Perkins. They all got together and they played poker on Bloomberg Television last night. And what's amazing about it is they got better. They got bitter with each other. And they played rough. You never know how people are going to act once they get cards in their hands. You really don't. And that's a lesson learned from whether you're a 20-something at work this weekend, this week, or whether you're in your, 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 your latter years and you have a boss who's 20 years old and you're a baby boom, you're 60 years old. Watching how people behave when they have cards in their hands when they're in the game which is what poker is, it's a game and what business is, it's a game what your work week is, it's a game you never know how people are going to act I saw last night on Bloomberg six billionaires play poker and it was fascinating they were the biggest Richards on the planet they were mean to each other they were cruel to each other they had no respect for one another and you could truly see you know, people's uh, character. 
you work from age 20 to 60, and you need to play the game as correctly as you can. Got a big event coming up this weekend in Walnut Creek, a wealth preservation retirement planning from 1 to 4 with CFP Todd Burton. You can hear a show new focus on wealth from 1 to 4, uh, 1 to 2 every day. But this weekend, you can meet him in Walnut Creek from 1 to 4, wealth preservation retirement planning, Walnut Creek Marriott. I'm going to do a Money 101, All Things Financial, where I'm going to teach you how to accumulate wealth. He's going to teach you how to preserve it. If you want to give me your phone, it's a charitable fundraiser this weekend. Just bring your old phone, your old cell phone. It can be cracky, broken, doesn't have to power up. Just bring any old phone. Um, but to get the free pass, you have to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, or sign up for the event, $5, robblack.com. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. I am doing a fundraiser because, believe it or not, I have a heart. Even though I appear to play a monster on Wall Street. This weekend in Walnut Creek, I'm going to be doing a couple meet and greets in November and December for similar type cause. Meet and greets are absolutely positively informal chances where you get to come, hang out, talk stocks, ask questions. I give you a list of stocks. I'll do one in the peninsula. I'll do one probably at Jack London Square. And then I'm done for the year. It's been a good year. It's been a great year on Wall Street, and I hope you've appreciated it. I hope you appreciate the fact that I don't freak out. If I'm going to freak out, it's going to be about something like my cable modem not working. It's not going to be about Wall Street. I have a stock that I'm going to talk about this weekend that I think has double inside of it easily. And there's a secondary play that I think has a lot of upside as well. You come to these events, I deliver. Stock that I don't have a position in, but I'm probably going to be buying in the next couple of days. I'll wait till Monday or Tuesday after the event in Walnut Creek, just in case, you know, I get, like, I was pumping it. I've been researching the stock that I'm really excited about, and its sister company is pretty good as well. We got the SP 500 up two, the Dow up 63, the Nasdaq up 11. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton talking things besides portfolios, i.e., things besides wealth that you need to start thinking about for retirement. We have a retirement wealth preservation seminar coming up soon. You can find out more at robblack.com. What do things need to be thinking about other than their cash money? Transitioning into retirement is a big life-changing event, so you have to update a lot of things. Um, the first thing is make sure you update your estate plan, and especially in a state like California where probate is extremely expensive. Right. If you have property outside of if, – if you have real estate and more than $30,000 of assets, especially outside of you know an IRA, you need a trust. Okay. You really do. It's going to save – what you spend on a trust, you'll save your heirs triple that in probate fees. So you need a, a trust, but along with that comes two other very important documents. It's the power of attorney, so if something happens to you, your spouse can step in and handle your affairs or a loved one, and a health care directive. Okay, well, wait, wait, it's not to power of attorney. Who should get my power of attorney? Your Wife, spouse. Spouse? Yeah. Okay. 
But keep in mind, I, I want a new wife every five years, mm-hmm. especially in retirement. It's called the trade-up policy. <laughs> Do I give it to... Let's see if you can still maintain that trade-up policy in, <laughs> when you're 65. Dude, I plan to be like the guy who... Uh, I don't even want to get there. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. No, 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 no. Um, so, okay, so let's say you do get divorced and you have some power of attorney. How do you, can you undo a power of attorney? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as you do a new one, part of it, the document is you're, you're rescinding all the other power of attorneys. Okay, what's a durable power of attorney? A durable power of attorney, if it's not a durable power of attorney, a lot of financial institutions ignore it or say that it's not strong enough. So you can think of a durable power of attorney in layman's terms as a much stronger, longer lasting document. But you still run into situations where certain financial institutions still want their own document signed. Right. So even though you have one, you still might want to check with your financial institution to make sure that the one that you have is actually good enough and and, uh, their legal department will also honor it. So Anna Nicole Smith, she married like a 90-year-old oil baron who was going to leave his money to his children. She started feeding him bacon sandwiches, which I'll be honest with you, it's pretty tasty. I don't know if you've ever had a bacon sandwich. Put a little strip of bacon on top, even better. Yeah. Um, so that whole estate plan got challenged in court for years. You know, was he of sound mind? Did she use him? Uh, you don't see that very often. These documents are pretty hardcore. Bullet, I see, I see a story like that at least once a year. Okay. Even just of, of people that I talk to or you know, new clients that I meet, the stories that they tell. Um and that's one of the topics. One of the things that you have to do to get ready for retirement is get healthy. You know, <laughs> people that aren't healthy, a lot of times they're taken advantage of. You know, if somebody can see that you're wealthy but not very healthy, right? they'll be knocking at your door. Interesting. And so get healthy because not only that, but you will spend less on health care costs. So one of the things that you should focus on as part of your life-changing event, which is going into retirement, is getting healthy. Because in order to enjoy retirement, you need to be healthy. In order to do the things that you never wanted to do, or you never had the time to do, you need to be healthy. Like fly fishing. <laughs> or traveling, whatever. Hiking. Um, having hobbies and charitable intent is also you know, things that you volunteer for. The happiest people I see are the ones that have a lot of hobbies, whether it be golf or quilting for that matter, and <laughs> some of those weird things. Quilting's not a hobby. It, 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 you'll be surprised, Rob. Um, you think I'll ever make a quilt? Go to Sisters Oregon during the Quilt Fest. It's ridiculous. Um, charitable intent, also volunteering. You and I got to go stroll for chicks at a quilt fest. That's right. That would be a sight. Fancy motorhomes and odd eyeglasses. Motorhomes, there's a retirement expense. Yeah, very expensive. Very expensive. Rent, don't buy, unless you're going to use it. Three six five. Yeah, yeah. Retirement is the biggest life changing year of that. It's bigger than a divorce. It's bigger than becoming an empty nester. You go from funding a nest egg and having a paycheck and having something to do and a requirement every day to something completely different. And a lot of times it requires counseling to make that transition. And and a lot of long term preparation. Yeah, I've <clears throat> I've got a client right now, Rob, that went from running a large construction company, right? Uh, you know, three hundred thousand dollars a year, right? Uh, everybody was always knocking on his door every every day, um, you know, 14 hours a day until he was 62 years old. And he's gone through this phase of depression because he can't spend the money that he created. Right. Um, more than well prepared for retirement. And he just doesn't know what to do every day when he wakes up. Yeah. He, doesn't, he didn't create those hobbies over his lifetime because he works so hard. 
And so he's going through a, a very depressive state right now. That sounds like me in 20 years. <laughs> it could be. I have uh, no hobbies. Would, I have no friends. Would, who would you talk to? My only, my only hobbies are unhealthy. <laughs> and can wind me up in jail, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of jail, what, the other things you got to help and prepare for is speaking of jail. <laughs> me, like is helping is kids, transition. helping your kids out. A lot of people have to be ready to help kids and grandkids because the job market's tougher for younger people now yeah. than it was ten years ago. Uh, and be ready to be busier than ever. A lot of people once they retire, they say, "I don't know how I had time to work. I'm so busy now." So just be ready to say to enjoy what you saved and don't don't become a miser. One of my uncles actually goes to prisons and talks to prisoners uh, in retirement. Kind of interesting. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And you can come meet both Chad and myself Saturday in Walnut Creek at the Marriott. If you want to just drop by a phone and donate it for charity, that's great. You can write down the name of the phone and the model. That's great. But we're doing a Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event from 1 to 4 and a Money... 101 event, Wealth Accumulation event, from 9 to noon at the Marriott in Walnut Creek. It's probably the last time I get out that far east until this time next year. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Drop me an email if you want to donate a phone and get some information on how to get in for free. Rob at robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So there's something called career renters. I'm doing a lot of research right now. I'm going to be doing a speech at Visa soon. Visa, for the record, I think I own shares of the company. I think it's top notch. I've never seen a company that hires as diverse population as they do. You can have a degree from UCSB in physiology and they'll hire you. And it may not be your career job, but you get promoted in your career there. They network better than any company I've ever seen network. And that includes Facebook. That includes Cisco Systems. Companies that I've given speeches at, like LinkedIn, I, I, I love LinkedIn. They're the king of networking, right? And I've given a speech there. And uh, Visa asked me to come back the year after I was invited to speak at their Women in Investing Conference, or Women Conference. When I signed up for it, I thought it was a, just a, sure, I'll come talk to Visa, I didn't realize it was a Let's Empower Women conference. And Visa's, again, pretty damn top-notch. I haven't met a person that works there that I find shabby. It's got a good culture. If they're shabby, they're shabby at home. They're not shabby there. So they asked me to give a speech, and this is challenging to me, on millennials, Generation Xers, and baby boomers. And a lot of this material I'm now absorbing on millennials for the first time ever in my life. That 
I'm not saying that I don't care about, but I'm starting to focus a little bit more on how unemployed they are as a group. Not at Visa, because I'm speaking to a group that's employed. But I have to give three different speeches to three different groups, and yet it all has to be about the same things. Like housing for you know, Generation Xer is different than housing for millennial. A lot of millennials, 20 to 35 years old, look at life as, I'm just going to rent. There's no reason to buy. They've seen nothing but a down stock market, or until the last two years, they've seen nothing but a challenge stock market. Now they don't trust the stock market. So the largest decline in home ownership compared with any group is the millennials from 2006 to 2011. They got no urge. They got no desire. The, they're delaying a lot of things. And here's where it turns into our problem. They're delaying having children. And I need them to have children so that they buy my house. Baby boomers need them to have children so their children have jobs to pay for their benefits. That's the basic idea, is that we all kind of need each other for better or for worse. So I tip my hat to Visa, again, just a strong Bay Area company that really appreciates their employees and does everything they can to empower their employees. Um, hopefully, if you're in HR, reach out to me. You know, it was kind of fun because I was talking to Visa and their point of contact is like, so how much do you charge? I'm like, nothing. I'll come out and talk for free. Um so I had to sign some disclosures, but I didn't really have to sign disclosures. Like, so who's your law firm? I'm like, don't have one. Um, what's your address? I'm like, work. It was pretty fun to go through that process of last year when I spoke at their women's conference, and this year I'm doing a, a generations conference. Last year when I spoke at their women's conference, um, Michael Phelps' mother was there, and she spoke. Of which I got a great education because I, I tend not to think of myself as gender specific. I tend to think of myself as let's get people to retirement. But women have obviously more important financial issues than men do because they live longer than us. So they need more money than us at retirement. And some women go, ah, I know nothing about money. Like my mom. My mom does. She didn't know squadoosh about money until my dad died 20 years ago. And then she had to learn how to pay a monthly bill. She had to learn how to write checks, how to balance a checkbook. But um, Michael Phelps' mother, she probably got like a $5,000 honorarium to speak at me, so I can, I can get that if I wanted it, but I don't want it. I'd rather help people. But So she gave a speech at the women's conference about, and her daughter was there. <laughs> it was kind of funny because she kept talking about how great Michael was, and then she, she had to say how great her daughter was, too. Um, but as a mother, what she did well, she threw her kid in the pool. Probably literally picked him up and threw him in the pool. 12,000 times, 12,000 hours, he got great at it. What I learned from that event is if you do anything often enough, you become great. Whether it's love, whether it's being a friend, whether it's investing, the more you do something, the more repetition you get in your life, the better you are at it. I really enjoy coaching soccer. 
it's a thrill for me. It makes me happy. It, it to see young kids play a game that I grew up playing for 15 years. It's it brings me back to my childhood, which I don't think I had the best childhood, and I don't think I had the best early adult. My 30s have been great. My 40s, top notch. But for me to see that is really super important. So what she taught me was throw your kid in the pool enough times and he'll become a great swimmer. Do something consistently is the investment lesson that I want you to take away from it. Don't be a day trader. Oh, on Monday I'm going to wake up and I'm going to make a lot of money. Unless you're going to do it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'd prefer you max out your 401k, diversify it, and then if you want to go to Anaheim and, and, and do an erotic, exotic dance party till 4 a.m., fine. I don't care. That's your decision. As long as you do something consistently with your money, max out your 401k every two weeks, every paycheck. If you could put all the money in the first nine months of the year, great. If you put it all in over 12 months, great. 10% is enough. 15% is more than enough. And that's where you want to aim for. I'd rather you err on the side of caution. Just in case you get a nasty divorce. Just in case you get like a health care scare where you don't earn enough money in your life. 5% is not enough. You have to take advantage of those qualified retirement plans or you're going to work till the day you die or... You're going to be in poverty. And I see enough people in poverty that it sucks. You know, I'm goofy. I'm fun. I went to pick up a Halloween costume at a thrift store. I had to find some 1970s gear. And when I was at the thrift store, I saw a lot of poor people that I don't see every day. I live in a city of entitled, good-looking, wealthy, good-job people. A lot of us live in that area of California of, like, look how great it is. Most of us don't live in crime-ridden neighborhoods. Most of us don't live in areas where, you know, the thrift store. Like, the thrift store in my neighborhood is, like, you can go and almost get, like, top-notch quality designer clothes. But you go one city down to Redwood City, and it's not so top-notch. And it's a little bit tougher. And I'm looking for a very peculiar orange skirt. A very peculiar orange sweater. I know you're saying, who wears an orange sweater and orange skirt? Okay. Knee-high socks? Crime solver. Who am I going dressed as for Halloween this year? That's right. Velma. My favorite crime-solving chick. I like Daphne, but I don't have the figure of Daphne. God, I had a crush on Daphne growing up. I know you're saying, how many other cartoon characters were you in love with? Let me think about it, because I could probably come up with another one. And I'm not into the whole animation world of slurring my voice. I love Japanese because the heroes are so heroic. Um, no. But I did have a thing for Daphne, but I have to vicariously live that out through Velma, because I'm more of a Velma than I am a Daphne. What else do I got for you today? Okay, so millennials, not big home buyers. So that's how this whole segment started, was on millennials. And I'm doing a lot of research because this visa event on millennials. I know boomers. I know Generation X. It's easy. But millennials are kind of a quandary for me. Like, 
I have to figure it out because if I'm going to give them advice, I need to know what the hell I'm talking about. Are you with me against me? Because you've got to choose a side. This is a civil war. Um, what's even more distracting about all of this on the millennial side is how they're coming out of college with so much debt and how one out of three of them live at home. 53%, 53% of recent college graduates are jobless or underemployed, like they're working at, at Starbucks. Do you know what that tells me? We're, we're Spain. We're Portugal. We are a messed up nation, and we don't even recognize we're a messed up nation. We have a bachelor's degree serving coffee. We're Greece. We're a wasteland of opportunity. Does it get better? Probably because of capitalism, yes. Whereas Europe has a little bit more of a socialism feel. But we're getting a little bit more of a socialism feel where entitlements are the, the, the words of the day that we protect. 53.6% of bachelor degree holders under the age of 25 are jobless or underemployed. And underemployed means working at Starbucks. They want better and they can't get it. 53.6%. Big event coming up in Walnut Creek this weekend. Sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. And your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. For the record, I don't exactly know what I'm doing from day to day as far as the show goes. It's a lot of work to put this together on the fly. And my goal is that it sounds like and looks like a show that's a lot of work to put together on the fly. You know, when I see a study that says teenagers are preferring Twitter over Facebook, I'm just throwing out, that's damn interesting. And then when I see Southwest profit up on higher fares and cheaper fuel, I go back to Buffett. Warren Buffett, also known as Warren Buffet. Because I could sit there all day long and eat from the financial knowledge it's him. And honestly, when he dies, I'm going to wear black for a day. I may wear black for a whole week. Because he's actually been really important to me. He's someone that you could easily write off and go, eh, he's wealthy. But he created his wealth. And that's what I want to do for you is create wealth. And yeah, some of you are going to get that five-star Thailand resort where a small person will walk on your back, and some of you are going to get poverty living in a trailer park in retirement. But if I can help you get to those levels, it's better than not. There's a great, 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 great quote out there that I'm a big fan of. To know even one life has breathed easier because you've lived, this is to have succeeded. And that's Ralph Waldo Emerson. And that's like I say, I say, volunteer if you can volunteer. Help a kid with math if you can help a kid with math. 
Help a kid with spelling if you can help a kid with spelling. Help a dog. Help a cat. Help teachers. If you've got children, the best thing you can do is say, what do you need from us? Do you need paper clips? Do you need paper? What do you need from us? Because I see way too many teachers in our society sacrifice and give up a better career. They have a college education, and they're coming out of college with the lowest paying job for college education. And you can go, but they've got great retirement benefits. Yeah, they do. But they also have to deal with train wrecks. They also have to deal with drama. They also have to deal with overachievers and underachievers. I get to deal with greatness every single day. I talked to Nicole Erkin. Do you know how excited I was to talk to her from thestreet.com? So support your teachers and help people if you can help people. Because I assure you, we're all going to end up dead. And we're all going to end up in, in the mouth of a worm. Oh, and for the record, um, I dealt with my, my yellow jacket issue. I've got a nest of yellow jackets that I just learned are nasty, evil, vile creatures. And there's thousands of them. And it just happens to be in my front yard where kids will trick-or-treat. And that freaks me out a little bit. Do you know who's coming to take out the yellow jacket nest garden? Uh, my local community. And that's fantastic. The county will actually send someone out to remove the pest because it's in the ground and not in the tree. Because it is likely to sting, you know, Halloweeners, trick-or-treaters. And I'm like, wow, my $14,000, $15,000 of property taxes will actually get a nest removed. Sweet! And that's actually pretty funny because... It cost $125 to pay someone to remove a nest, but I was thrilled to learn that I could get it done for free. Anyhow, um, I'm Rob Black, doing a big event this weekend in Walnut Creek. I promise you I'm going to give you one, two, maybe three stock ideas at both events that I'm personally going to engage in. But I'm also going to give you things that you already know about. Things like Visa, great long-term company. Apple, I think it's a value. I'm with Carl Icahn on that one. I think it's cheap at 400. I think it's expensive at 700. I want to see a buyback to make me go higher on that number. I used to think it could go to 1000. No chance. No chance. So they've lost some innovation. If they get innovation, there's a chance. So based on what we're seeing right now, no chance. Based on what could happen with a buyback and or innovation, chance. So that's how you have to learn to talk out loud. Well, the record I own shares of Apple. Fit and Jerry's is coming out with an Anchorman-themed ice cream, which I think is fantastic. It's called Scotchy Scotch Scotch. <laughs> I can't make this up. It's butterscotch ice cream with butterscotch swirls. Is there anything better? Probably not. Carl Icahn's son is an investor. Carl Icahn is an investor. He's old. He's One's old, one's young. His son, Brett Icahn, is 34 years old, and he came up with the idea to invest in Netflix, and his dad made 457% on it. His dad gets on CNBC, and his dad's the richest guy in New York. But the son still thinks there's upside in it. And you know what I'm going to tell you, to be honest with you? I think there is upside. If they were to introduce a sports flicks, they can introduce sports flicks, they can introduce porn flicks, they can introduce kid flicks. They can come up with different variations that one is adult-themed, one is sports-themed, one is children-themed. 
How about action flicks? Where you are that nerd who just loves action movies so much, they've got a franchise there. And if they were to build on how, like HBO, HBO 2, HBO West, HBO Latin, HBO, it doesn't work as well because you have to, like, get that whole bundle. Will HBO become the Netflix online with an app? They should. Because they're basically competing for subscribers, whether you know it or not. Netflix, you subscribe to in a very direct fashion. HBO, you subscribe to overtly through Comcast as your middleman. All interesting stuff. Come out this weekend. Rob Black and your money. Wealth accumulation from 9 to noon. It's a charitable event. $5 goes to charity. And or if you want to donate your old cell phone, email me rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. And I'll get you in for free. In the afternoon, it's a wealth preservation retirement planning event with CFP Chad Burton. Same deal. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.